Welcome to Maker Mixtapes. I'm Tom, and today we talk all about SEO systems and the world of fintech startups. Maker Mixtapes is all about the creators, marketers, and entrepreneurs building and doing impressive things. From content marketing and SEO to SaaS and e-commerce, my goal is to dissect their success. Today, I'm joined by Kirsten Reichardt, who's the SEO Digital Marketing Manager at Tide, a fintech company here in the UK offering small business, current accounts, company registration services, and much, much more. Here, we talk all about Kirsten's time leading SEO at TSB, how this compares to life at a fast-paced fintech startup, and how she goes about building SEO architecture from the ground up. Do enjoy. One of the reasons I was most excited about talking with you is we've worked together for a while, but I've never asked you about your time working as an SEO manager for TSB Bank. And I'd love to get into how this compares with fintech startup life. But could you tell me first a little bit about the work that you did there as SEO manager? Sure, absolutely. So an interesting fact, TSB was actually my first job in the UK. And before that, I worked in Zurich in Switzerland at an agency. So imagine agency life, very fast paced and, you know, loads of things going on, different client projects. And then you switch to working in-house at a fairly large and traditional company, also in a different country, in a different language. (laughs) It was quite the challenge initially, but um, yeah, I think I settled in well and it was actually you know, different from what I thought. People were very friendly and uh, liked to collaborate. And I didn't expect that from a traditional bank. I thought it was more, um, I don't know, reserved, I guess. So that was really, really great. And when I came in, there was a marketing team and my manager, she sort of looked after SEO, but there was an agency in place. And then basically I came in to shape SEO at TSB and you know, review the agency we were using and put tools in place and things like that. So basically starting out, setting up the SEO channel or SEO infrastructure, if you wish to say. So that was really interesting also because I didn't realize how things work at such a large company. And I thought I could come in and quickly do things and change things and, you know, bring a new agency on board and start using new tools. But then I realized it doesn't quite work like that, (laughs) especially not in finance, because everything obviously needs to be approved. Every vendor needs to be vetted. So there's a lot, a lot of pre-work, a lot of requests and forms to fill out. And so that was the first thing that I guess was really interesting to see how things work. And I guess from there, yeah, it was mainly, I guess, getting things started, getting SEO off the ground, which, um, yeah, was a very enjoyable challenge. So they didn't really have any SEO strategy in place when you got there. You kind of came in and took care of it from scratch. So the agency did, but as much as I think in some areas it makes sense to work with agencies, you should probably have the strategy in-house to be able to align it with all other marketing areas and it shouldn't work in silo. So there was, let's say, an agency-led strategy, but it was just that. It was 
doing SEO, SEO in silo, whereas my role was to basically integrate in the wider marketing operation because SEO, like my opinion, doesn't really work in silo. There are so many other areas that you touch and you just need to collaborate, be it, um, you know, tech or product or, you know, whatever, really. You can't just do SEO. So, yeah, setting that up was basically what I did then. And I also changed agencies and made sure that strategy was all done in the house. Which is always smart because you've got your finger to the pulse, as it were. And I know TSB in particular has a lot of offerings, for lack of a better word. How did you go about like prioritizing and, you know, making sure that you were contributing to organic growth to all of those avenues, I guess, within that organization? Yeah, so there are a lot of products, a lot of different product areas, but prioritizing I would say it was relatively easy because you know what the overall objectives are for the company. You know what the priority products are and then you focus on that. And of course, we do planning and forecasting and we have, you know, revenue targets, sales targets and things like that. And that's basically what guides you to find, you know, what your priority should be and how that falls into what everybody else is doing. Absolutely, which is always a a smart way to go. And you left that world of quote unquote incumbent banking behind to join Tide, who are doing a great job of disrupting the small business banking world for the better. And before we talk more about what you're doing there, how would you compare life at someone like somewhere like TSB to Tide? It is very, very, very different. (laughs) So, like I said, keep in mind. I came from an agency where things are fast and larger, let's say more traditional companies, things are fairly slow. You do have large budgets generally, and you do have the freedom, you know, to allocate spend as you see fit. So that's not really the challenge there. The challenge is to get things done. And I guess after about three years at TSB, watching the fintech space that I was really, really excited about, I just really wanted to work at one of those fintech places because um, what I thought and um, what I know now is that it is exactly the perfect place for me because it has the place of an agency you know there's so much to do you can be creative you can basically have your own ideas and implement your strategy and it's really really fast so I would say that is the main difference things are moving much much faster and also you have to be a bit more creative because you you have very limited budgets. So you have to make sure you're on board. You have to make sure you get the most out of it. So, yeah, I would say that is the biggest difference. It's not, you know, it's not knowing or basically you know, it's the other way around. So at a larger bank, you have the funds to do the things you want to do, but the challenge is to get things done. Whereas at a smaller company or at a fintech, you know, you might not have the same resources but you can get things done and you can get them done faster. Yeah. Did you manage to do anything at Tide in your first like three to six months that you really wanted to do at TSB? I was so surprised starting at Tide. I expected it to be faster, but just getting access to everything on the first day, I was overwhelmed. I didn't need to get approval for which browser I wanted to use and I could basically just take what I wanted to do and run with it. So that was absolutely amazing. I could just 
get things live on the website on my first day. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I guess working there the first few months, what I really wanted to do was lay out, you know, the strategy and what to do moving forward at Tide. And that's basically what I got to do. And what was really helpful was that we had dedicated or we still have dedicated web devs for the marketing team, which makes things even faster. And they are very good at what they do and very knowledgeable. So a lot of the things I was going to, you know, look into implementing were already done. So that really helped. So yeah, I guess the first months were just shaping things, how we want to move forward and getting that in place. Sounds like you had a, a lot to play with right from the beginning, hey? Yeah, well, it's more, there's too much. What do you prioritize? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the paradox of choice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you also have the additional challenge, which you don't necessarily have when you come from, you know, a big established bank is that everything is new, like, especially from an SEO point of view, right? So you're working with a new domain. There is basically no authority whatsoever. <laughs> you know? It's not a known brand. So all this, like, I guess, power or weight that you're getting from, you know, an established brand is just not there. And you have to figure out a way how to build that authority, how to get known in the space and how to become a brand that then Google will recognize as, you know, relevant for, you know, the products that you're offering. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned brand because I first stumbled upon Tide when I first started Grizzle, my my agency, and it was completely by accident. I was going up the escalator at Old Street Tube Station where they had a pop-up and the timing couldn't have been better because, you know, I tried to sign up with a bank that same week with one of those, as I mentioned, quote-unquote incumbent bank providers, shall we say. And I had my you know, new business bank account open that day. And so before I kind of dive into like the work that you do there specifically, could you share a little bit about Ty's mission and what you guys are trying to achieve with listeners? So um, that's actually one of the reasons why I really, really wanted to work at Tide. So not just being in the fintech space, but I actually was sort of made aware of Tide when I went to to a meetup or to an event. I think it was a Finimize event and it was about tech startups in London or something like that. And the founder of Tide, George Bivis, he was speaking there and introducing Tide. And I was like, oh my God, this sounds amazing. You know, basically making things better for small business owners, making things faster and easier to do. And that's the mission, you know, saving time and money. And I've always been a fan of, well, small businesses, but startups and entrepreneurship. I myself um, had a little ex-course, I don't know, um, adventure moving into the startup space, joining a mentorship program. So that really, really fascinated me. And also being part of, you know, that journey or that mission to help those people starting out and really taking you know, the weight of their shoulders of how do I even get a business account, which can be quite tricky. So that was really interesting. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to join Tide. And we're still exactly on that mission. Every day we work on products, on, you know, new functionality in the app that does exactly that. Um, When I started, we were a business account. And now we are so much more, you know, we are a whole financial platform for businesses. Even before you start your business, you can now 
register your business with Tide. So even before you need a business account, we're already there for you. And basically, it's so easy. You can do everything in one streamlined process, right? You register your company through Tide and at the same time you get your account. And at the same time, you can even set up a virtual office address. So basically, <laughs> making things very, very easy and fast. And that's the mission. And that's what the mission will always be and what I'm really, really excited about. Yeah, I remember when you guys launched the company registration formation feature product, for lack of a better word, and it really felt like the giant had awoken at that point. It was like, okay, these guys aren't just going to stop at business current accounts. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much more to come, and that's what keeps it exciting. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) It's exciting to see. You mentioned just now something about mentorship your mentorship journey is that something to do with iab by any chance where you're an advisor ah well so that's also something i'm doing i do love my side projects so the iab is basically uh, setting the digital marketing standards and how we should advertise and what formats should be used to keep things consistent and things like that so they are basically the the industry body to define digital marketing. But no, what I did was actually, there was this mentorship program when I lived in Zurich and it was called Aspire and it was especially set up for women. And I had this idea that I really wanted to work on, which was basically finding, I guess, places where you can take your dog. So a dog travel service because... I'm not sure what I would call it, but basically, well, we did call it something at some point, but basically we worked on this project where we thought it'd be really great if you could take your dog to places and you already know within your app, where can I go, which restaurants are dog friendly, where's the nearest vet if I need it, and things like that. And finding a dog friendly hotel known from friends is already very hard, even though that can be selected on the big booking platforms, you probably get some dodgy room in the basement for you and your dog. So we wanted to create something for dog owners so they could take nice city trips with their best friend and then we could partner with pet insurance companies and things like that. So we worked on that for six months and then I guess we were just too settled in our ways and too comfortable with the jobs we had and not enough willing to take a risk. So unfortunately, that idea never actually was put into action. But yeah, it was nice to work on it. It was nice meeting other people, you know, with the same mindset. We did a Silicon Valley road trip, went to different conferences there, like Startup Grind, and it was just really, really cool. So yeah, it's something that I love doing and what I'm inspired by but I'm not there just yet to do something myself that's fair enough that's fair enough would you go back to the the world of dogs and travel probably yeah I think I would like that you know every day at tide I see all of these like really inspiring business owners and you know we we cover their stories and we actually do interviews and um, it's so great to hear all of their stories we feature them in our campaigns for example in our tv ad and so we've done a lot of member interviews and I'm sort of you know, excited to hear their story, but also a tiny bit jealous because I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it would be dogs, but potentially, yes. But there are so many inspiring things that people are doing that I just, yeah, I really love hearing about. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do you, are you tempted to take that leap again? Because it sounds like it's there, the desire is there. 
Yeah, I think tempted, absolutely. And I think a lot of people at Tide, especially in the marketing, we work with people who were self-employed before, had their own business, some people had their, you know, e-commerce online and things like that. So I think it's just something that we all share and something that we're passionate about. And so I do have some thoughts around it and I might consider it again in the future. But for now, I'm just you know, really excited about what we're doing at Tithe. And yes, definitely something I want to do for a few more years. Yeah, that's fair enough. And you guys are up to a lot of interesting stuff. So I'm sure you'll be uh, kept busy and interested for a while. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Just going back to the IAB thing, what do you what do as an advisor there then? Because I wasn't totally clued up what IAB did. And it sounds like you guys or the organization in general has a lot of influence on how things are done in the marketing world, hey? Interestingly, I've heard about them when I was in Union, Austria, because one of my uni friends there, she was the president of IAB in Austria. And then I realized that they're actually very, very large and global. And when I moved to the UK, it was something I really wanted to get involved with again. We do have quarterly meetings and there are different advisory boards for different areas of marketing. So I'm mainly involved with search and content marketing topics. And we do have quarterly meetings. And I guess there are there are different things we discuss usually. We we look at um, you know, what are companies struggling with? How can we support? How can we help and you know produce material for them to advance their online marketing knowledge? How can we make sure you know brands and advertisers work better together and basically just yeah, increasing awareness for brands what you know what they can do how how they can utilize all the different channels there are a lot of events uh, a lot of workshops i mean unfortunately at the moment everything is online but they do run a lot of industry events that are just really really interesting where big brands and agencies come together and just basically work on the next big thing and evaluate you know what new technology can bring and what advantages we could get from that so yeah it's really really interesting it sounds it. I'm a little bit embarrassed that I hadn't heard of it before, but it sounds like you're doing a lot of cool <laughs> stuff. I'll have to join one of these events actually once all of this is over and I'm kind of gesturing generally out to the world at the moment with the whole pandemic thing. If um, I can recommend one of them, it has a rather strange name, but it's called the Nonference. The Nonference. The non okay. Because it's really not a conference. <laughs> I absolutely love it because um, most of the talks, they're interactive. So you will be doing something and it's brilliant. You might be writing, I don't know, like a script for a home assistant and things like that. And basically they bring people together and split them in groups. And at the end, there will be a winner selected. So a lot of workshops work like that. So you have someone presenting a certain like technology or, you know, marketing technique, and then you split in groups, you work around that topic, and then you present your results. And it's really fun. And it's very creative. And I don't know, it's just very inspiring to learn from all of these people in the industry from big brands to agencies. Um, yeah, it's really, really, really cool, cool event. Yeah. Do, do people who go through those like, interactive workshops actually apply what they create to their business afterwards? Good question. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah, I would hope so. And even if it's just, you know, learning a 
creative way of thinking and how to approach things with a new mindset. Um, I think that alone is already really, really helpful. But yeah, I would hope they do. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of putting in the work, I'm fortunate enough to see what you and the team do behind the scenes and all the hard work that you put into Tide, especially when it comes to content. Could you share a little bit about Tide's SEO and content strategy from a high level? Like, what are you trying to achieve right now? I guess generally we're looking at two types of content. So we have all the you know, factual product pages that we're putting together. So that's one side of content. And the other side of content is more, I guess, editorial content than anything that comes with it. Like, you know, video content we're producing, we're running events and I'm producing a lot of video content on the back of that. But all of that aligns with the overarching mission of Tide, which is, you know, I guess saving time and money. And in that regard, it's, you know, saving your time by finding the information that you need and hopefully saving your money by finding the right information to help you save money as well. So it's very, very member focused. So we call our mom, members. <laughs> we, call, <laughs> we call our members. customers members. Um, so it's all about our members. And even before they're members, right? So we generally tend to look at, you know, what do people look for? What do people research online? What is helpful? We speak to our support teams and see what questions do we, like what do small businesses need help with? And so basically we form our content strategy around that. On the product side of things, when you, you talked about, you know, creating product pages whether that's you know a dedicated landing page or some content specific to a feature how do you go about making sure that is generating organic traffic if you do at all so we work very very closely with our product teams and we get involved very early on so when we know something is coming a new product that's when we as the marketing team start doing our research. So usually even before the product is built. So we do research around, you know, what is already there in the market. And then me personally, I would think about, okay, what is this product and how does it help small business owners? Like what does it help with and how do business owners search for that? So that could be, the functionality of the product, but also it informs what the product name itself should be. So we can ensure that what we name things are actually also, you know, the the topics or I guess don't want to say keywords, I hate saying keywords, but basically what the what the thing is called is actually what, what people are looking for, not something abstract. It depends a bit. Of course it can have an abstract name and be sort of a brand in itself which will take a bit of time for people to adopt, but definitely how people search and, you know, basically what, I guess, needs-based search queries they use should inform how we talk about the product and it should ideally also influence, um, you know, naming things. Yeah. Smart way of going about it, keywords or otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) You, You guys do a really good job of speaking to your members and putting them under the spotlight you have a member's spotlight on the blog in fact and i know there's a lot of value in speaking to your customers and producing content from their messaging how do you guys go about doing that what does your process look like from you know reaching out to making sure that you are eliciting compelling stories from them i used to be 
very close to that when we were a tiny company and six people in marketing and we would um, drive around the UK to meet our members, which uh, I have loads of great stories to tell from that, but maybe that's not the focus of this conversation. Tied on the road. <laughs> but we used to do that, just pack camera equipment in a car and just you know, schedule, you know, meetings with our members, meet them, talk to them, um, record our conversations, take photos. Yeah, really, really cool. Now it's slightly different. We are quite big now and we have a dedicated team. We have, um, so I'm in the accession marketing team because I look after organic acquisition and we have another marketing team, our member engagement team. So they are now mainly looking after our members, doing these interviews, producing the member spotlights, which are basically articles that feature our members and basically highlighting their business and their journey. There are some other things we do. We run masterclasses, which are basically webinars at the moment where we feature our members to panel discussions and things like that. Um, from all the marketing material that we produce, we always want to make sure we showcase our members because our members, it, what essentially makes tide, right? Without our members, we wouldn't be there. So if you see any of our advertising, well, probably not on the tube at the moment, but yeah. maybe Back if in the you day. see our when, TV advert. When we could go outside. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, if you see our TV ad, if you see any ads online, like even... If you just look at the Tide website, if you look at the header, those people are all our actual members. So yeah, we always try to feature them wherever we can. And we have the member engagement team to reach out to them. We do run surveys with them. So not only do they support our marketing and we support them by featuring them in our campaigns, but we do also run surveys so they can inform um, the products that we're building. Yeah, incredible. And do you get a lot of good feedback from those member stories as well do you find you know other businesses who read it and go oh these guys are just like me do you hear from you know those other members or you know the audience the broader audience in general I think so I'm not that close to the campaigns anymore unfortunately but what I do see is um, we feature a lot of members on social media so we might have um, Instagram stories where we feature our members and a lot of posts where we showcase our members and what they're doing we do giveaways with our members um, basically trying to highlight them wherever we can and there I do see the conversations I do see other business owners commenting especially when we launched the new tv campaign other business owners commented oh this is so cool and I think it's quite inspirational I would hope so <laughs> at least um, on social media I do see um, some positive feedback yeah I'd say they're quite inspirational we always get you know some pretty cool stories from those particular stories getting a bit meta there so i know you're you're kind of more on the is it accession is that how you pronounce it the accession marketing team very seo driven content could you share a little bit about how we go about deciding what to write about when it comes to acquisition what we decide to write about you we you and me. that was a, a slip of <laughs> slip of the tongue there <laughs> So um, do you mean in regards to editorial content or um, yes. building Yes, yeah, that's right. Right, editorial content. 
So, well, I guess there are several things that factor into it, right? So seasonality is very big because there are very important dates for business owners that they need to be aware of and there are deadlines. So any information around that informs our content. We So apart from seasonality, obviously, we look at where is demand, what are people interested in, what are they looking for? And then we combine that with our products that we offer. So we look at which products are coming up, you know, what, what is there to talk about? and basically closely align the editorial content that we produce with our product offering. So I think that makes sense because obviously we want to give the best information we can to help business owners, but of course we also want to highlight Tide as someone who can help save time and money and offer a solution. Absolutely, absolutely. So making sure you're not only generating traffic from Google, but it's actually driving results for the business too. Yes, absolutely. So it sounds so obvious, but I know a priority. I know, I know. Um, but as I mentioned, like when you work at a smaller company, um, that's what you do, right? Everything has to have an objective. You need to have a goal in mind, and um, it's the same with content marketing. Even though, yes, you need to be creative. But at the same time, it has to drive something, you know, you have to have results from it. Yeah, absolutely. How do, how do you kind of make sure you're adding some flair of creativity to the things that you do while, you know, I don't want to say feeding the hungry Google beast, but, you know, <laughs> making sure it's getting those, <laughs> getting those results at the same time. The like, is there, is there room for like exceptional creativity in a lot of the, particularly the product driven content? Yeah, the hungry Google bees. That sounds a bit harsh. (laughs) They're not listening, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, so we do consider the hungry Google bees, but I guess what we're mostly interested in is providing people what they're looking for and what helps them. Well, we're talking about business finance here. (laughs) I would say maybe there's a limited creativity, but I think it's about making the topics interesting and we do like to incorporate what we call expert insights so we do like to add you know knowledgeable quotes and thoughts from could be either our members that we work with who are very good at what they do and are very knowledgeable in a particular field that we might be writing about then we have our business partners we have a lot of accountancy firms for example that we're working with who help support our content creation with their knowledge so they contribute to you know our ebooks or just articles we publish and then also I mean just generally they're experts in you know the small business or business finance space that we can collaborate with and I guess so it's it's a nice combination of not just producing content but also getting input from external people and featuring you know those insights as well. Totally it's so important to get that authority and expertise into the content if either you don't have it or lending an extra voice where they can kind of carry their own experiences right yeah absolutely especially you know we ourselves are fairly new well not that new anymore but you know there's still a lot of um, expertise and authority to be built so i guess partnering with very knowledgeable and potentially well-known people um, is the right thing to do Excellent. I've got a couple more questions before I let you go. And this next one kind of ties in with the whole creativity thread, because I've noticed (laughs) you've been a panelist for various awards over the years, right? Yes, yes. And there's two more coming. But yes, I have been. (laughs) Yeah. Are there any projects or a particular project or campaign that has kind of totally blown you away over the years? Something that's always stuck in your mind? 
Do you mean a submission that I've seen? Yeah. So they're all confidential, so I can't really disclose particular ones. But I do have to say, it is really, really interesting to see, you know, what's coming through, what people are working on. And it's quite inspirational. So yeah, it's always good to see campaigns also to have a benchmark, you know, against what you are doing yourself. So yeah, definitely worthwhile and interesting to see. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't give, give an example. That's fair. Didn't I didn't consider that there might be some confidentiality yeah. in those things. Of course <laughs> there are. They submit the best work. So. Exactly. <laughs> yes, fair enough. That's fair enough. So this has been a real pleasure. Before I let you go, what are you working on at the moment that you are super jazzed about? What are you excited about the most at the moment? I am super, super excited about our launch in India. So we've been working on that for a while in the back, but now it's official and it's gone out in the press so we can talk about it. And it's just amazing to see, you know, how much we've done. I've only been a tight for two years and we were a tiny team, you know, just starting in the UK market. And now we are, you know, not only in the UK, but also moving on to go to a new country and working on basically launch and tight in India, you know, helping with hiring there and just getting more insights into how the market works. And working closely with the team in India is super, super exciting. Amazing. You started off small, but you're you're only just getting started as well, hey? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Kirsten, thank you so much. Where can people learn more about you and what you're doing at Tide and all the other good stuff? Um, thank you, Tom. Pleasure speaking to you. <laughs> um, more about Tide would be on Tide.co. Lots of information there. But basically, follow our social channels. My favorite one would be Instagram, but I guess you can look elsewhere. Um, I guess more formal information communication would happen on LinkedIn. So if you look for Tide on LinkedIn and then myself, I'm also on LinkedIn. I do have a website that's horribly outdated. So <laughs> um, it's always the personal projects that you neglect, isn't it? So, always the way. Always <laughs> maybe the don't way. find me there. Maybe don't find me there, but find me on LinkedIn well, and find me on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is very German. It's Frau. <laughs> what does that mean? Frau. The second part's your your second your surname, of course. Right. So yeah. So the second part is my a surname, and the first part Frau is basically just Miss. Oh, okay. Or Miss. Yeah. yeah. I should know that. That's basic German. <laughs> yeah, everyone should know the basic German, right? <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Kirsten, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Same. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Take care. Thanks for listening. Before you dash, just a quick note to share a free ebook we just published called the Content Operations Playbook. If you're interested in content marketing and SEO, then this ebook is for you. We lift the hood up on our own editorial and content production processes from hiring writers, creating solid content briefs, polishing content to be the best it can be, and of course, distributing it to actually generate traffic. It's totally free and you can download it over at grizzle.io forward slash content ops. That's www.grizzle.io forward slash content ops. And hey, if you enjoy this podcast, feel free to subscribe. We've got a lot of great conversations lined up with experts in the world of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship coming up. Thanks again.